Hello, my name is Suzanne, also known as Zan. I am Poe Tess, also known as Poe. Welcome to the Poe Show. Today we have a very special guest. I know I say that every time, but this one is freaking international. Uh, born in some English place and now living in Peru, South America, my friend Joe. Let's go bring him in. Hello. Hello. How's it, how's it going? <laughs> Not bad. I'm so happy to have you here. This is the first time he and I have ever spoken. And we've been working for the same uh, teaching English second language company for, well, you've been there longer than I have, but I think I've been there about two years. How long have you been with iTutor? Nearly six years now. Wow. If you yeah. want to know anything about it, uh, Joe has a, a YouTube page, I think just one, where he discusses all things uh, teaching online, tech, how to deal with, oh, good heavens, what is there, OBS and yeah. Minicam and lighting and sound and you name it. Little things like that, yeah. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and dive in. No new comments. <clears throat> La, where did you grow up? I grew up in Sheffield, in the north of England, in South Yorkshire. Ah, that yeah. is awesome. And now there are different kinds of British accent, if I may say it that way. Uh, there's Queen's English, Cockney, what else? Oh, well, you've got Scouse, which is uh, people from uh, Liverpool. You've got um, uh, Brummie, people from Birmingham. You've got Geordie, people from Newcastle, Glaswegian, um, a Yorkshire Northern accent, which is kind of what I should have, but it's changed a little bit since I've been teaching English. Um, and yeah, plenty, plenty more. Oh, that's awesome. Brummy, that's funny. Uh, when I got married, I got the last name Brumfield. I'll have to look that um, up so they may have some English in them. Maybe. When you When you were young, what did you want to be? What did you want to do? Um, when I was a kid, I, I remember when I was really little, I wanted to be uh, a teacher because I, I saw my nursery teachers or kindergarten teachers and I wanted to do that. I thought they had cool jobs and I looked up to them. And then from there, as I grew up, I got really into the army and the military and I was always doing press ups and doing pull ups on trees at school. And I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be a fighter pilot or uh, a marine or something like that and i remember i went to the sea cadets for like a tryout and i just i asked them uh how long am i going to have to spend on a boat in the sea because i'm terrified of the sea and they said Ooh. a lot of time so yeah. i just said oh, forget it <laughs> and then from there on I, I i got into english a lot when i was young probably at around you know 15 16 and I wanted to be an English teacher, but not as a foreign language. I wanted to teach it maybe like Eng English literature. And after college, you know, I didn't do as well as I wanted to in English literature. I did well. I passed and got a good grade and everything, but I just decided to sort of drop it and yeah, move on from that. What did you end up majoring in in college? Uh, education with a minor in TESOL. Ah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. Mine was English and psychology. So I try very hard not to psychoanalyze the students while I'm teaching. I'm like, okay, concentrate. <laughs> ah, yeah, I can imagine. 
brilliant. Uh, when and why did you move to Peru, South America? Uh, it was about seven years ago. And basically, while I was in England, I was, uh, you know, after after studying, I was working in bars. I was a bartender for about three years and I was just kind of like, okay, where, what's happening? What's going to happen? Where's this going? Where's my life going? And I enjoyed bartending and everything, but it's not, you know, it's not really a full-time thing. And I was uh, decided to save money and just go somewhere and actually ready to, you know, just buy a ticket to, Alaska or to some weird island in the middle of nowhere and just go there mm. without re a real plan of coming back just go there and survive and you know being I, I know how extremely fortunate I am to have a British passport and be able to do that because I know not I wish everyone could do that but um mm. yeah I, around the same time I was sort of looking at places ready to just go for it and uh Mimi my now wife uh, messaged me out of the blue and we got talking. She found me on Instagram and she mm. liked the beard as it were. And, um, mm -hmm. we got talking after about five months of chatting. I decided to just come over here, two birds, one stone, visit right. South America, travel around Peru, see if we had a connection and we did. And now we're married. Nice. Now, if I remember correctly, you accidentally shaved the beard once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. not quite um, comfy I've, with that <laughs> yeah no i've I, honestly i've had facial hair since i was like 15 it started like a, a chin strap and mm -hmm. as i was like reaching 17 18 it started growing out more and it's just been a big part of me and i know that the, the hipster movement has sort of uh, come and maybe it's on its way out and beards are not really hipster anymore but I like to think that I wasn't really part of that. I probably was, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not me without a beard. I look 12 without a beard and it used to be, it used to be like here, but I, I tried to keep it a bit more trim for teaching, to be honest. Nice. Have you ever tried a goatee? Only while shaving, only while clean shaving, I tried a few different things. Uh, mm -hmm. One of them I tried, I'm not proud of, but it was funny to look at. <laughs> you can probably nice. guess what that was. <laughs> uh, let's see. And we have Cassidy. Hello, Cassidy. No, I wasn't distracted at all, I'm sure. Uh, Karma. Hello, Karma. These are some amazing people with the most unique lives and viewpoints. I can't even get started on that. So what is your primary job? Um, my primary job is teaching English. And things that I do on the side are video editing, uh, making videos. Um, a lot of people think, cause like my, the, the public side to me is my YouTube channel. And a lot of people think that's the only sort of video stuff I do, but behind the scenes, I'm always doing videos for clients or people reach out to me. Last month, someone asked me to do a complete Manicam tutorial mm -hmm. for their website. Um, and they just paid me a fixed rate and I just did that. Um, I get weekly people, clients who email me weekly and say, can you just make a few edits to this? Or a company says, can you do us a, vid a video or a podcast about this? And they're all sort of done 
privately and they might be released privately to their students as part of paid packages and stuff. So I do a lot of that stuff, uh, but teaching is the, is the main thing. Nice. Uh, let's see. Cassidy says, I can empathize with the wanderlust. Uh, let's see. Uh, also said uh, the beard is nice, very intense eyes. And uh, let's see. Yeah, thanks to your tutorials on YouTube, I have a friend that wants me to go over to her place and teach her how to do the OBS, primarily OBS. And I showed her your videos. It's like, no, you make your own videos. I said, <laughs> so I bugged <laughs> you about that. How do you do one really short? You It's very yeah. impressive. Hello, Natasha. Yeah. What do you like most about teaching online? Well, I, I was actually, when I came to Lima in Peru uh, first, I started teaching offline. I started going to, it was through a language institute that's now called International House. So it's part of the International House Network, which is a big global uh, language institute. Um, and it was, it was all right. I was riding my bike to clients' offices and or taking the bus, but it was just so much traffic and stuff that you have to deal with and getting there. You don't get paid for travel time. Um, so teaching English online was amazing. I remember when I started, I was just in, I was living in a tiny, tiny room with, uh, with Mimi, like literally, I'm, I think it was seven by seven meters. That was our whole wow. apartment. Wow. And it was just a little room that we could afford to, 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 uh, uh rent. And I was sort of in the corner, squashed up with my laptop on this tiny little end table and started teaching online. And um, from there, as I put in more hours, we moved out, moved out again. And now sometimes it makes me just feel like I can't I can't believe where it's taken me because I have like this sort of big my own little home studio now with these big lights, a really good computer, microphones, everything I need. And um yeah, but that's not what you asked me. <laughs> My favorite thing about teaching English online is uh, meet, meeting people. I meet so many amazing people, particularly from, uh, you know, places like Taiwan. And it's, yeah, it's really cool to, to chat with them. And I, I find that they improve me or they make me want to improve on myself because they're such diligent people the people that book classes at these companies they're so hard working so diligent they're taking class like five in the morning after being up at four and doing yoga before gonna work a 12-hour shift and then go into the gym uh and it's just i think i feel like they sort of pull me up and stop me from wanting to be lazy in some ways yeah absolutely i i'm always amazed at just the motivation that i see in them I understand that teaching online has actually helped you to travel. Yeah, definitely. Um, although I'm not someone who travels while teaching, I like mm -hmm. to teach here wherever, where I have everything. Cause if I start, if, a lot of people take or uh, teach while they're staying in a hotel or something while on vacation. And I think there's too much that you can't control in that situation power might go out, you might not have backups, uh, the internet might not work properly. Um, people might be noisy in the hotel or something. So I just prefer to do this, but it definitely, what, what's great about it is at least at the company that I work for, I can pretty much book two weeks off whenever I want. And obviously I don't get paid, 
but you can't, there isn't a job where you can really do that. You can't take two weeks unpaid vacation. A lot of people might want to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, definitely helps with that. Oh, yeah, there are definite benefits. Uh, Cassidy says, oh, that's the one that taught you how to use a like, green screen. Like I have a chair right here and you can't tell who convinced me to get big old uh, ring light. Uh, I don't have mm -hmm. the microphones that you do. Holy crap. I mean, he is like top of the line. So going from <laughs> the little bitty laptop, to this is incredible. Uh, so Cassidy says, thank you. Your, your tutorials uh, helped change my life. He does his own oh. live. Uh, it's incredible stuff. Uh, Draconis says he's still working on his setup. What advice would you give to those uh, working on a more professional setup for streaming, uh, for being live? Ooh, for streaming? I think the two most important things for streaming and for like teaching English online, anything that's, that involves uploading video and audio in real time, uh, via the internet the two most important things are audio and lighting your the quality of your camera doesn't matter too much uh, unless you're trying to use a green screen if you're using a green screen the quality of your camera really matters but mm -hmm. lighting makes a big difference but yeah number one is audio because someone's going to tune in and they can get over if you know they might not be watching you too closely but what people are always doing when they watch something is they're always listening always so if you have a microphone that's not very uh high quality then they're just gonna get bored of that move on to the next one look for someone else so microphone quality is, is important audio quality oh yeah hi raymond yeah today i was just uh downloading my old uh post show videos and i had this other headset that's oh that's just painful that's a tin can what the hell so yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And the light. You have to make sure you have all of your little adjustments correct, because even with the ring light, with the green screen, you can see even the tiniest little thing. Um, yeah. I work on Cambly, uh, so I take video calls from all around the world, and one guy called me out on it. He was a game designer, and he's like, you use a green screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I just have fun with I, the I audience. Recently, Go I got uh, a new green screen recently, and I'll actually oh, cool. show you, because I'm so happy with it. You can see it's like mm -hmm. just flat, straight, no creases, no wrinkles. And it was quite expensive. And I never thought, and this is what I have over my chair, yeah. but um, I never thought I'd pay that much for one, but it definitely paid off. Yeah, I remember when you still had that little bitty setup. So just uh, like me, I've got this little closet behind me. Yeah, yeah. I only recently changed the, the green screen and new lights as well, two big soft boxes. So still upgrading as I go along, you know? Yeah. Uh, with my other glasses, you could, there it is. Yeah. I got to be careful of the ring light and where you put it. Yeah. Uh, Karma says, like the background. I think she's talking about how soft yours is. Uh, so um, your hobbies, those would be like uh, your YouTube. What else? Um, I like running, uh, keeping healthy and, and fit to an extent. Uh, I used to be a lot more crazy about that and I used to be a lot more in shape, but got lazy. <laughs> um, and I also, uh, I'm a bit of a gamer. I like to play video games a lot in my free time and, uh, films, love films, music. I was in a, in a band, you know, once upon a time and 
yeah, just just chilling, you know. Hmm. Now you shared your love of movies before. We'll discuss that in just a bit. But yeah. what are the chances of you sharing? Do you still have any of the music that you performed? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, okay, let me just find the the link. I'm not sure if anyone would like it, really. <laughs> Cassidy <It's>, says, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, um, okay. This is uh, our last album. Is, can I post a link somewhere? You, uh, do you see the comments? Can you see a comment section? Yeah, I can't type that. I can type in the private chat only. I gotcha. All right, let me hop over. I got you. Let me see. Yeah, I could do that. Give me a moment. Some things I'm not as fast at. No um, While you do that, I'll um, answer a question. Someone said, which video games you like to play? Yes. So I want to talk about that for a minute. I, um, I've played a game that maybe many of you have heard of, and I've played it for probably the past 16 or 17 years of my life since I was about 11, 12, and that game is called RuneScape. Uh, so I'm a huge RuneScape fan, and I actually have a separate YouTube channel about uh, the, the story of RuneScape that was doing quite well. But I've recently, um, since the pandemic, I've fallen a little bit out of love with it, and I've been playing different games. Valheim is an exceptional game, and it should, should win Game of the Year this year, I hope. That's the Viking survival one. Also... Uh, Biomutant is the one that came out recently that I think is really good. Uh, right now, I'm obsessed with Days Gone, which was ported from PS4 to uh, PC, and it's really good. Nice. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> ah, yes. So in discussing the hobbies and the interest in movies, let me go ahead and switch over here. Tell me, what is this? I saw something on, I think it was Spotify, something about Film Couch. Yes, uh, Film Couch was a podcast I did for about nine episodes, or was it 12? I can't remember. Um, I think it was probably nine. I think nine. Let me just double check. Film Couch. Um, yeah, but we. Um, <clears throat> it was basically me and my friend who... Uh, yeah, just nine episodes. My friend is uh, was born in Peru, grew up in America, came back to Peru. So he's fluent in English and Spanish. And he lives here in Peru now. And I met him here. And he studied film. And he was really, really, really into film. He's one of those guys who, you know, talk about directors and stuff from the 1920s. And they, he knows all that stuff. And I like watching films, but I, I'm just totally ignorant. So I, I was talking to him one day, just saying it'd be a cool, a cool dynamic, a cool dynamic, you know, an mm -hmm. educated and academic in film. And then um, a, a bumbling idiot who's going to say, <laughs> and I actually did it in, in, in Joker, you know, if, I, I have the, the tendency to, when I really like something to say, it's the, it's the best one ever. Mm -hmm. And I said that about Joker. I said, it's the best film ever. I've seen it about four times now and I can see its flaws the more 